Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of NKS Talks and today we'll be talking about a topic that I often communicate with my clients or potential clients and that is that recovery and healing is not about strong will but you must have the discipline and responsibility. So, you know, I decided to talk about this topic a little more in depth because that's something I come across a lot and just because you're listening now as well means that you're getting some information, learning something new maybe and uh, maybe getting hints of some tools and to-dos for your recovery and what is important to realize is that listening is one thing, reading is one thing but taking an action is something else. Nothing changes if nothing changes. And this is the phrase that I think I will one day get tattooed and my clients often laugh about it because they always say, I know, I know, you always say nothing changes if nothing changes. Um, And you're so right because once I started actually taking the steps and doing it, that's when things started to shift. Um, And that's really uh, what I mean by it. Um, So we'll be talking about why strong will is not enough and why it doesn't actually help in recovery and what discipline means and why taking responsibility is so crucial as well. well. (laughs) Before we get into the episode, I would just like to thank you for listening, for maybe sharing this episode with someone else who it might be helpful for. And whenever you're listening, please don't forget to tag me on Instagram. I would love to hear uh, from you. I would love to see that you're listening and uh, yeah, share it so that we can grow our community and help even more people. And uh, I wanted to also say that I opened a private Facebook group uh, last week which uh, I intended to do so to create a community for people who might feel they're alone, they have no one else to talk about certain topics with, maybe go deeper, feel alone, don't don't have really um, deep friendships or just feel lonely um, in this um, both recovery or just life in general. So that's a private community that I created. You can find the link in my bio. There are a lot of Czech people now, so a lot of Czech conversations, but you can translate it. And if I'll see that there are a lot of foreign uh, people as well, I'll switch to English with, uh, yeah, without problems, so without hesitation. So uh, yeah, definitely come and join us. And uh, if you don't already uh, follow my newsletter, definitely subscribe subscribe to it you can find uh, some news there about upcoming uh, group coachings that uh, that might be potentially happening so let me know uh, if you'd be interested because there will be only limited spots so uh, if you'd be interested in group coaching I'll be starting that uh, program which is a four-month program uh, again in January so definitely let me know the spots are limited I always try to keep the groups uh, really limited so uh, yeah let me know if you want to know more information I won't be going into detail just right now uh, maybe in the upcoming episodes uh, when I officially announce it but just a hint there is a group coaching program opening uh, running from January uh, until the end of April 
So, and don't worry, I would separate the Czech and foreign groups. So you wouldn't be, uh, I wouldn't be mixing the languages for sure. So yeah, don't worry about that. So that's all uh, before we get into the episode. I hope otherwise you're doing well, um, that uh, you're managing this change of weather wherever you are in the world. If you're in warm climate, send some to me, send me some sun. It's so hard to wake up uh, lately in the morning. I mean, I do wake up, but it's quite depressing to see the darkness. <laughs> so send me some light, please. And let's get into the episode. So, as I said before, healing is not about strong will, but you must have discipline and responsibility. And what will I say now probably won't be a popular opinion, but uh, what I want to say is that many of us have lived or used to live or are currently living in this victim mindset state. Whether it's about health, finances, work, relationships, parents, etc., Yes, we can experience traumas. Yes, we can experience difficult life situations. We can have eating disorders that, you know, have been affected by patterns in the family, society. Um, We can have low self-love and self-worth as a result of, you know, different experiences in our life. And trust me, I've experienced some traumas, I've experienced some patterns in the family and they definitely didn't help with my eating disorder. They actually kind of like created the patterns that led me to my eating disorder. But um, at the end of the day, it was me doing the actions. And um, of course, I was young. I was a child back then when it started. I didn't know better. I did not realize how damaging it would be. So, um, so yeah, sometimes we definitely can't influence it. But um, towards the end, I was always in this victim mentality of, um, oh, poor me, it's because of my, you know, what my father told me this time or what I saw between my parents or, you know, relationships I witnessed and uh, what happened to me. And I'm not happy in my job because of this and that and... Um, yeah, I'm just a victim and if I was just, you know, happier or skinnier, I wouldn't have my eating disorder. I was in this victim mindset. But what's important to realize is that what has happened to us is happening uh, from the outside um, and we can't really affect it. We can't affect how other people treat us. We can't affect how other people uh, show themselves in front of us. Um, we can definitely learn to set boundaries. And, you know, if we have toxic people, we can learn how to set boundaries with them. But what we can really influence is, is what is currently happening, what is happening inside, and therefore take responsibility for our behavior and our reactions. And as as a result, yes, we are, you know, oftentimes uh, because of those patterns and experiences, uh, we are driven by external voices often, by some rules, by patterns, by opinions, obligations, expectations, whether we realize it or not, subconsciously or consciously. And it can be around food, how, when, and uh, what we should eat. 
it can be around jobs, you know, expectations in families, about university, about what your life should be like, when you should be married, when you should have kids, how clean your house should be, etc., etc. But we are the ones actually who take on this information, you know, and then act on it. So we can also stop doing so. We can also stop listening to the external voices. We can also stop listening to the outside control. And we can also stop listening to our own mind. We can actually decide what we will take in as truth and our guiding, let's say, force and what we will look at as a toxic thought, which is, you know, not helpful, which is actually harming you creating a mindset of perfectionism, all of nothing, or not being enough, whatever that is. So no matter how we are set up, please do not remain in this victim mentality. Because at the end of the day, no one forces you to do anything. Only you listen to the false commands in your head. And yes, they might seem as, I don't have a choice. I have no choice. I have to listen to it. But at the end of the day, you stay in the comfort zone of listening to it. And if you identify with your eating disorder, you know, it's even harder than to get rid of it. We need to depersonalize and reframe our minds. Only then we can really actually start changing our behaviors as well. We don't have to believe anything that is going on in our head. We can start doubting it. We can start looking at it as a third person, as a toxic ex or toxic person, whatever. And you can learn to reframe it. You can learn to perceive and actually start using your prefrontal cortex for making rational decisions. You can stop the animal brain from taking over, the autopilot from taking over and actually Pause and stop before any decision you you want to make. And so recovery is not about having a strong will because it won't work. Because just imagine, imagine you're sitting on a chair trying to hold really tight, trying to not indulge in this urge that is telling you get a food, get a food, get a food. You can you know, be holding onto this chair, you can have your hands tied behind you. But suffering is not real healing. Suffering and just holding on tight won't heal you. Why? Because it might help a few times. You might have better periods in your life than, you know, in some season of your life than in another. But true healing is a change in behavior. And in order to change it, you must you must start taking actions. Without change, nothing changes. And if nothing changes, nothing changes. And that's why discipline is needed. And I always say to my clients, I'll give you all my instructions. I'll give you all the tools. I'll give you support, motivation. I'll be there for you. But you need to be willing to take the steps and act on it. And you need to take those tools that I gave you and actually start you using them. I can't do it for you, unfortunately. I've already been through it. I've done the work. I'm fine. I would love to help you with just, 
you know, snapping my fingers, but that doesn't work like that. So discipline is needed because just like only listening to a podcast does nothing. Just watching a documentary on some topic does nothing unless you take something from it and take action. So discipline is needed and responsibility as well. And that's why you also need strong motivation and know your why. You, you know, wanting, wanting to recover for other people doesn't really work. You want to please your parents and just, just because they're desperate and just want you to be, be better. Great. Have support from your parents. But healing for them is not enough. You must want to recover for your own sake for your own health, for your own life. And that's why motivation is key. And that's why at the beginning, I always do motivation with my clients. We look at their personal vision, we look at negative motivation, we do visualizations. And um, it can change over time. As you start unpeeling the layers, it can change for sure. That's why we then add on and our motivation grows. But without the why, without knowing why you will go through the discomfort and without the discipline, you won't recover. You need to take steps. You need to want it for yourself. So discipline is needed and take it as if you had a to-do list for your job, for your school, you know, for some tasks you need to do. Recovery requires discipline as well. And I always say maybe do a recovery to-do list. And it's not about all or nothing. You can't expect that, okay, so from tomorrow I'll be doing this, this, this and that. No, it doesn't work. One person change is better than 100% and then a burnout. So ask yourself every day, what is my one or two to-dos for my recovery that I can do today? And it might be taking a break and actually resting, eating a full meal for breakfast. It can be, um, you know, challenging this fear food. It can be uh, not counting calories, getting rid of the scale, anything. On the recovery to-do list, you can add anything that you need to overcome that will lead you to your recovered self, to your healthy self, to your vision. And it's not about doing therefore everything at once, but small gradual steps even when, and especially when, you really don't want to do them. Because not wanting to do so is when you can actually easily go back to your past toxic behaviors. Because it's known, it's easy, it's familiar, and actually it's energetically advantageous for the brain because it's less demanding. That's why the brain automates reactions. It creates autopilot reactions because it likes saving energy because our brains burn so, so much energy. So that's why they like to create autopilot reactions, automatic reactions, um, whether they're helpful or not. You know, sometimes they create them because it was a survival mechanism, just like with food. You are in restriction. Well, it started sending you signals to, to eat more. To, it started se sending you signals of specific foods, specific taste it wants, you know. Um, and those behaviors save energy, you know. So to break them, yes, there is discomfort. But that's why you need discipline. 
and take responsibility and know why it's worth going through the discomfort. So truly, recovery and healing is not about strong will because it won't work. If you're just counting on strong will, you will not recover. You will just, you know, learn to live with it. But living with it, with those thoughts, is not recovery. True recovery means that you change your automatic behaviors. You know how to stop autopilot reactions. It's about reframing mindset. Because to change behavior, you truly need to change your thoughts. Whether they're conscious or unconscious. And sometimes it means going going back to the past, looking at where the pattern was created... Uh, looking at the situation from another lens through inner child work that I do with my clients, but then also taking steps. Okay, so knowing this, what can we do in the future? What can we reframe there, right? And take it towards action steps toward the f- towards the future. Because indulging in the past, just like just being in the past doesn't really do anything. You need to realize it maybe and then take action steps, right? So what I wanted to say by this is that only when we reframe the mindset, the patterns, the thoughts, um, we can then influence how we feel, our mood, which then affects how we behave. So to truly change behavior, there needs to be the mindset reframing. You need to reframe What do you think about food? What do you think about yourself? What do you think about your body? And it doesn't mean everything will be perfect, but you will know how to work with those thoughts. And then it also requires, especially um, when it comes to food, going back to your intuition, restoring your hunger and fullness signals, learning to satisfy yourself, learning to listen to your body when it's tired so that you don't go for a two-hour jog, right? So there are all those steps that need to take place to truly recover. And strong will doesn't do it. Strong will isn't enough. That's why you need to have discipline so that when um, when you go into recovery and coach or someone else, uh, another person who might be helping you, whether it's a therapist or I don't know, um, tell you to do some steps, you need to really take them. You need to have the discipline and take the responsibility for your own life and your own recovery. Only then changes happen. And I promise you, once you do this, this will translate into your life. Because once you will learn the tools in recovery, meaning how to pause bad habits, how to change bad habits, how to reframe your mindset, how to deal maybe with setting boundaries, how to work with your body, how to work with your emotions, self-acceptance, um, self-worth. Those are skill sets that many people lack today, right? Our society lacks those basic tools and um, yeah, uh, knowledge about how to deal with themselves, how to deal with emotions, what tools to do, how to deal with thoughts. And we all live in this automatic reality that is created based on our past patterns and behaviors. So once you go into recovery and if you will have the discipline and the will, um, no. So once you go into recovery, 
and you have the discipline and you take the responsibility, I promise you, your life outside of your eating disorder will change. Because you will have the tools to deal with real world, with the real cues, with the triggers. You will have the tools to deal with your mindset, with your emotions, with your body, with your feelings. And that's freaking powerful. So recovery is always worth it. And don't be ashamed that you might not be able to recover on your own, that you don't have the so-called will. No, Um, I couldn't do it on my own either. I had to find help because I needed someone um, who was there to not only guide me, even though I already realized I have autopilot reactions, not only guide me, but also uh, who will, you know, uncover some other thoughts and toxic patterns that I need to uh, overcome and who would be objective and who would actually hold me uh, accountable. So that's why getting help, that might be your first to do on your list. So today I really encourage you, create some to-do list that you, you know, uh, that you want. So I have a task for you today. Think about how long we have left of 2021 and how you want to end this year and visualize it. Think about it. How do you want to feel? How do you want to be? How do you want to progress with your recovery maybe, with your relationship, with your food, with your life, with your career, anything? And then create a to-do list, how to achieve that. What steps do you need to take? Does it mean you need to hire a coach to start recovering? Does it mean you need to take some course? You need to, you know, set boundaries with some people? Whatever it is, create this to-do list and then start taking the actions. And I promise you, once you will start and you will realize how powerful you are, you will not want to stop and you will be able to do anything that you really dream of. And it's about discipline and not about the will. And to finish this episode, I would love to share two quotes with you. The first one is from Aristotle and he said, through discipline comes freedom. Because we often think that we have control over our eating disorder, over food. But the reality is it has control over us. Because if we had true discipline and control, we wouldn't let the thoughts impact our behaviors. We wouldn't follow the urge. We wouldn't follow what our mind is just telling us and all these patterns. So only when you have discipline and you go through so only when you have discipline and you really take the action steps and change your mindset and take control over your thoughts that's where the true freedom comes because you'll be free to choose what to believe and how to react and you will not be and 
and you will not be just a puppet of your thoughts. And the second quote is from Jim Rohn, which says, we must all suffer one of two things, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. And I find this super, super powerful because when you think about it, going through urges and learning to pause the autopilot reactions and breaking habits, there is discomfort because we need to use more energy in our brain, we need to change our thoughts, etc. It's just uncomfortable at first. And so there's the pain in the discipline in doing so. But if you follow the urge, if you binge and purge, or if you just binge or emotionally eat, you might get some relief at the beginning, but then there is the pain of regret, the pain of guilt and shame and that's a long-term pain so it's up to you to choose do you want a temporary pain of discipline which will lead you to freedom and recovery or will you choose the pain of regret and it's up to us each and every one of us can choose which pain we will go for And I strongly advise you to go for the pain of discipline because the discipline will give you the actual freedom and life beyond your eating disorder. So I'll leave you with those two quotes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you uh, learned uh, something new again in this episode that you realize some things that you feel motivated to do your recovery to-do list and take some actions and definitely reach out if you need help if you're interested in group coaching i'm here for you and uh, yeah thank you for listening share this with anyone who might benefit from this episode tag me when you're listening and i'm looking forward to talking to you next time have a beautiful day bye